I got tired of waiting Wondering if you were ever coming around My faith in you was fading When I met you on the outskirts of town And I said, Romeo, save me I've been feeling so alone I keep waiting for you But you never come Is this in my head? I don't know what to think He knelt to the ground And pulled out a ring and said Marry me, Juliet You'll never have to be alone I love you And that's all I really know Talk to your dad Go pick out a white dress it's a love story, baby, just say yes. Go Chiefs! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. How do I say goodbye to what we have? The good time that made us laugh, I'll wait back. Dark times. I mean, not for me, but these are dark times. If you are a Niner faithful, I'm sorry. If you are my wallet, congratulations. Now oh, go screw yourself. No faith in your buddies. How dare you? I won $240. I, quite frankly, don't give a shit. <laughs> it was on 0-0. Zero, zero. It was 0-0 zero, zero in the first quarter. and That's that's how I won. Uh, 100 bucks. Super Bowl boxes? Yes. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I also bet on the Chiefs to win. Oh, uh, well then that, for that one, go fuck yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sons of Slam show on a very dreary post Super Bowl 58 episode. My name is Chris Mindell along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. Sir, how are you? I'm legitimately asking, how are you, sir? I had the tattoo planned out and everything that I was going to get. Sure. And sure. Just threw it all in the trash. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. I'm not going to lie and say it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. But I will tell you this. Leading up to it, 
just thinking about the possibility of a Niner win, I could work myself up to a tier. Knowing that, I know for a fact that the 49 it had the 49ers won on Sunday, mm-hmm. I would have been full-blown Niagara Falls waterworks coming out of my eyeballs. It's with a tear in my eye. Yes, Rick. I, I would have went full Ric Flair on it. Sure, sure. This is the greatest moment of my life. Yeah. But alas, the result didn't go my way. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't get sad or angry. I did eventually, but not right away. Mm-hmm. I just got quiet and I have finally accepted that for some things in life uh god just doesn't want me to be happy (laughs) and the Uh quicker i learn to be okay with that sure the quicker i will learn to move on from it however (laughs) i'm still in a period of mourning uh shout out to kyle shanahan for already making moves and firing steve wilkes so that takes big balls right at like the week of the Super Bowl loss. That that takes some some guts. Now was that was that a reactionary anger play by Kyle uh, losing his DC like that? They're getting rid of his DC, or was that? I'm wondering that was... if it was a mutual parting of ways that may have been worded incorrectly in the first uh, article that was uh, released. Okay, because everyone's saying fired, and I'm like. The statement reads that it was that he didn't really fit the scheme that they wanted to play on defense. So what that tells me as a 49er fan is that if we have the correct scheme that we want to run on defense that accentuates all of our assets in the correct way, I guess, Mm -hmm. then we win the Super Bowl. And I'm in. I'm in. No, no, I'm legit. Everything I'm about to ask you is legitimately my questions to a 49er fan. How mm-hmm. possibly could you could they think they could do better than holding Patrick Mahomes to 19 points in four quarters? I mean, that legitimately they went to overtime because of their defense. Also lost because of their defense. No, they lost because Kyle Shanahan made a stupid mistake by taking the ball. That's another question I have for you. Why would he choose? No, why would he, why would he choose, yeah, Of course it is. Why would he choose to receive the ball going into overtime? Mm, no. Why? No, and also, that's not true. also let, me, let me hold on. Hold on. Let me. If they no 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 no. Let me no, ask no, you. No. Let me ask you. Talk about my team. I'm talking about my team. Okay, but I'm talking. So I, I get to ask the questions. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm asking I you a question. I do the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm asking you the question. Why did Kyle Shanahan take the ball to begin the to be in overtime? And why didn't they know the rules going into a Super Bowl match? Go ahead. I don't know if all of them didn't know the rules. A good majority didn't think for two years. Like I, I very highly doubt that he didn't know the rules. It's, it's, it was reported that the, the majority of the 49ers did not know the rules to overtime going into the Super Bowl. How was that not planned out? Two weeks, even two weeks going into Super Bowl. How do they not know that? Just because of the thing of we don't want to to go to overtime. So let's play such a good game that we don't get to overtime. So. <laughs> And that obviously didn't work out. So Shanahan, I will read. Hang on, Shanahan's I will read a text message. Excuse that I sent to you. <clears throat> sure, that makes this 
while, while you're wild as to what I'm saying. While you find that text. So Kyle Shanahan's excuse. Nope, I got it. It's right here. While his, I'm all it, about the spin cycle, baby. His excuse. <laughs> he liked to spin a, a truth. His excuse was that he thought that if they scored first, that they were that that Kansas City would then score again. He was assuming sudden death. So he was assuming that they would both score in overtime and that he would get the ball last to then score. That was his the analytics. The his, analytics, his analytics do say yes. in that case. Correct. With analytics. Analytics absolutely suck. We've all known this. So now in, in real time, in actual real life world, why would he not take the ball, not accept the ball, give Kansas City the chance to go down, stop him for three, and then win, the, win with the touchdown? I don't know. You don't think Maybe that's like he, a really like he a thought, ridiculous? He thought the only thing that I could think of is that he probably thought he had more faith in his defense than he did his offense, which is wild because. But again, his defense your, held your him defense to fully nineteen minus, points. Yeah, and that's without Drake Greenlaw too. What a freak accident! Also for your guy there, uh, just running on the field. Yeah, let me tell you something that that quite possibly hurt the most, and that was when I had a real weird feeling in my tum tum. <laughs> it didn't help. And, uh, yeah, that hurt. But going back to the defense, sure, you do have to put – think about this. Kyle Shanahan called a timeout when there were minutes left in the fourth quarter, I believe, because he saw what the defense was putting out there, and he saw what Kansas City was about to run, and he goes, we're not running that. And he literally called a timeout, and even even Tony Romo and Jim Nance – on the call, we're like, he's calling a timeout because he didn't like the defensive read. Well, Jim, you know, it's my best Tony Romo. I'm working <laughs> okay. on it. Yeah, work on that one. That's more drunk, Tony. If I'm being completely <laughs> honest, is there a lot of drunk Tony? I haven't, I haven't noticed that. Right. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, there is actually. Interesting. Okay. Go and look up. Go and look it up. It's actually pretty fucking hilarious. Okay, I'm done. Uh, but yeah, that that look right there. That's when I had a weird feeling because why is Kyle Shanahan, who, if I'm not mistaken, is an offensive coach, calling a timeout because he didn't like what the defense was giving out? Mm. If if he did that, what like that that's him getting to a certain point where he's like, what the fuck are we doing? That doesn't just happen on the first look and you go, what is this? That happens after it constantly happening and him just being like, I have faith in my defensive coordinator. Now, if he doesn't have faith in his defensive coordinator, not going to keep him around. So it took one game for him. It was a make or break. He went all the way to the finals. He went all the way to the Super Bowl. And I'll tell you what. Losing those three straight to quite possible. I'm not saying this year, but notoriously three shitty teams. I that might have something to do with it. I mean, it was just the the, the fourth quarter there with just the. <laughs> okay, let me backtrack. We lost the backup quarterbacks this year, and it was the it was the third and four play. It was a third and four play that that Mahomes got the first down, and if we had, it was the kick. It was the had, kickoff that 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 punted off of the your guy's uh, heel, and then uh, what's his name uh, fumbled. Forget the, about the, that. The kickoff. The real the real game changing play. Mm. was right it was tied okay yeah it was tied and Mahomes was oh no the the Niners were up by three and I believe the the Chiefs had a third and four 
had they been able to make that defensive stop, they would have gotten the ball back and they would have just quietly marched down the field and they could have just kicked a field goal, gone up by six, and that was it. There was like a couple minutes left at that point. I mean, your boy Mooney didn't help either by missing the extra point. You can't put it on him. Kicking that low. They would have been up four points. Yes, but then you're you're now forced. See, this is why this is why this makes no sense because now you're forcing Patrick Mahomes to kick to score a touchdown. And we saw exactly how that went in the fucking overtime. He did it. Okay, but at least you're at least you you're going for the you have to go for the touchdown as opposed to just kicking for three. That was I would say that was the the pivot. That was the final pivot of the game because the game pivoted a couple times. I'm going to try to not say pivot a lot. <laughs> Pivot. Exactly. Mm. But it did turn. That was the final pivot. <laughs> that wasn't the final pivot. The final pivot was the, the kickoff that he that that uh skidded off the, the guy's heel and, and what's his name missed on the uh, the kickoff and Yeah, and, that's just shit luck. Yeah, okay, it is. But <laughs> that that one play was the was the final pivot and just completely heartbreak. <laughs> I don't want to harp on this, but yes, it, it's I too fucking late. Okay, well then, if we're gonna go in, we might as well go in. So Super Bowl Fifty Eight, your final score twenty five twenty two Kansas City Chiefs, and it was the most watched telecast ever, one hundred and twenty three point four million viewers, the highest most watched telecast of anything ever. In ever, American history. In American history since the moon landing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> since, in American since, history. Since the moon landing ever. Ever, 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 ever. And 100 million of those viewers were there for Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, the But you forget the World Cup had like 1.3 billion viewers over, you know, a couple of years ago. Okay. I'm not talking international. I'm talking to, uh, Same, but you, US. you kept on harping on ever. Okay. And well, I was the one that had to slip in American history. And you go, yeah, yeah, American history. American history. We are the greatest ever. You're doing my gimmick, okay? Stop do you, doing my gimmick. Do you think I care <laughs> about international viewing? Domestic. You're goddamn right we don't. It was the most watched Super Bowl ever. Ever. I was one of those domestic millions and millions of people who wanted to watch Taylor Swift's heart break live on television. And yet, here we are with you picking up the pieces. Taylor Swift in one year of being a fan. Congratulations on her first year. No, getting the ring. No, she, she got doesn't the ring. get no clap. She got nope. the ring. Nope. Good for her. Nope. Not good for her. She went to fifteen. What was it? Fourteen games. Or is that what? The, no, it was thirteen. Sorry. Anyway, she went to a lot of games. A lot of Kansas City Chiefs games. She went to a ton, five different. Uh, uh, what was it? Couldn't have been five. Anyway, she was. Went. She went to a lot of games. <laughs> In her first year of fandom. She won a Super Bowl ring. Congratulations to her. You're right there, guy. Are you done? Am I done talking about Taylor Swift? Yeah. I mean, I can still go on. She has to go in. She's on tour this week, uh, going to uh, Melbourne, Australia. That's a lot of travel. Went from Tokyo to, to Vegas and then having to go from Vegas to California to to Australia. It's a lot. That is a lot. Oh man. 123 million people watching this Kansas City Chiefs win. 
And, uh, yeah, there's your Super Bowl. Most watched ever. Congrats to the Chiefs. Um, moving on. We have a, This is going to be a long show because we have a lot of shit to talk about that we've missed in the last week or so. Heading into the Elimination Chambers. Chamber Elimination. Uh, however, first, I said this to you before we started recording, and you're like, who cares? Who gives a shit? I give a shit. Uh, according to PW Insider, uh, Matt Camp, who's been on WWE for several years, he hosts The Bump, he hosts uh, This Is Awesome, which is a great show, great countdown show. Uh, they let him go. So Who are you? He's Who been are you? Featured in Who are you? Uh, Who are you? If you watch the product, you, you would know. Are you still an AEW show? I want... No, not anymore. <laughs> uh as I am wearing Art Anderson's AEW merch. I will say I am an AEW merch shill, 100%. Sure, sure, sure. 1,000%. Give me them fucking tall style tees on pro wrestling, pro wrestling tees, tees that I cannot get on WWE. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of AEW, um, Akata is, looks like he's, uh, after his New Japan departure, is leaving for AEW. People were talking about him going to WWE and the possibility of him being in NXT, which is laughable. Um, so let's get into that really quick. Sure. Where do you think that Okada would wind up in the in the AE dubs? Where would he end up? I'm sorry. Where would he debut? That's what I meant to say. Revolution. I don't think so. Or in Boston. <laughs> I would like to take you back to a lonely night. Oh, jeez. A night where we were supposed to be watching wrestling. <laughs> exactly. A night approximately three six seven weeks after the last super bowl loss from the 49ers mm. march 25th another election year by the way 2020 mm. yeah let's hope march 13th doesn't do its thing again please <laughs> uh love of god although i'm not gonna lie traffic going to work would be Awesome, ideal, <laughs> ideal. It for would you. be so good. I would get, I would get to work in twenty minutes. It'd be awesome. <laughs> um, uh, oh, this is gonna bite us in the ass if it does happen again. Oh my god! March twenty fifth, twenty twenty. Yes, we were all anticipating oh, the god. big AEW debut of one Mister Brody Lee, mm. and we got it. The exalted one. Rest in peace, Mr. Brody Lee. Mm. But then at the end of the show, we get a twist. And we get a double debut of Matt Hardy. Matthew. Sorry, broken Matt Hardy. Matthew Hardy. Yep. Yes. And uh, I think this Boston show may be a call out for that. Double debut. Huh? Double debut because two things number one it's very similar to the march 2020 uh debut because they were basically choreographing matt hardy to be a debut for the night right no one had ever expected Brody lee to be there i would say this is somewhat similar even though we know a little more about uh, Okada's contract status as opposed to Brody's. Hmm. 
because Brody was already a free agent at that point, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So this is kind of like right at the edge of it where you don't really know exact like it's he he's already finished with with New Japan. I would assume now he's just finishing up whatever he has to do as far as dates are concerned. Although I, I actually think he's completely done with New Japan and he's just waiting. But yeah, I think uh, I think we get a double debut at this Boston show. I think they are choreographing all of us to think that Sasha Banks is, I'm sorry, Mercedes Monet, Monet. is debuting at this show and we're going to get that. But then we're also going to get a person who another person who uses money and coins as their gimmick is that okada mm. the rainmaker with all those dollar bills on his fucking robes and his titantron and the coin and yeah it's gonna be good so according to uh fightful select three days ago uh, AEW has reportedly been confident in securing Okada's services for several weeks with discussions dating back to mid-January. However, <clears throat> excuse me, there's no concrete information available regarding Okada's debut as an AEW contracted star. Uh, it's anticipated that his debut will occur after he fulfills his remaining commitments with New Japan. Even though I thought he was done. Uh, creative ideas for Okada's potential role in AEW have been discussed since January. While AEW seemed poised to secure Okada's signature, it's worth noting that their talks between Okada and WWE did take place, and sources within WWE confirmed discussions with reports suggesting that Okada weighed the advantages and disadvantages of joining WWE versus AEW, and ultimately AEW's offer is said to have been more compelling and swayed him to uh, join their roster. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Lighter travel schedule, and he can work New Japan still. Mm. Should the need arise? Sure. That's going to be an interesting, uh, an interesting little show in Boston at the Garden. I can't believe they're doing the Garden again. I mean, uh, if this is the way to get the day, I'm sorry, that was very disrespectful. They're doing TD Garden. That's not the Garden. I apologize to all my fellow New Yorkers out yeah. there. How dare you? Um, That's on me. But to be fair, I'm a Brooklyn Net fan. And I have been since the Jersey days. Continental Airlines Arena. We found All right? We found the fifth one. So I just want to. <laughs> Fuck you, man. I'm trying to think. Jay-Z. Uh, my friend Jose. <laughs> I'm counting all five. Who else? <laughs> Not even Beyonce. Um, Jason Kidd. Oh, yeah. Jason Kidd. All right. Jay-Z. Blue Ivy. Me, my buddy Jose, Beyonce, and uh, Blue Ivy. My buddy Jose. <laughs> That's the five. Shout out to Jose. Uh, can I say also this whole thing with uh, Mercedes Monet? I am finally happy that she's well enough and away from the injury that she sustained a little while back to make finally make her debut. I don't think this is going to do jack shit for anything of AEW related. Just as good as the Adam Copeland. Just as as noteworthy and newsworthy as Adam Copeland. Just as noteworthy and newsworthy as Soraya. Just as noteworthy and newsworthy as Brian Danielson and Adam Cole doing the double debut in Chicago. Um, Oh, I forgot we had another double debut. See, it it, it happens. It, It happens on a regular. And that was a huge moment. Those were huge moments. 
they're not earth-shattering moments. Kickoffs that happen with The Rock slapping Cody Rhodes, those are earth-shattering moments. Wow. The, wow. The last two. Segways, man. Look the, at you. Last Look at you. They, they don't pay me the big That fucking enough. radio job's really working out, It's huh? finally paying off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's about the moments, man. The about, moments. It's about the moments. It's about the moments. And the last two weeks have been one of those wrestling moments where, holy shit, things just absolutely collapse. And we we are here to talk about it finally because <laughs> i know everybody's been waiting to hear what the hell we have to say about that since well no, you know nobody has their own figured, opinions we figured we let everyone gather their own opinions first then we're gonna come on after all of it all the dust settles, dust settles yes yes and we're gonna give everyone our thoughts on it sure now with all that being said yes i have two words for you oh and I would like for you to tell me which one applies. Okay. Suck it. Work. Shoot. <laughs> In your honest and humble opinion. I'm going shoot. You're I, going shoot. I thought about this for a while. And and he, and I'm going to explain why. But finish I with, think finish. you're a Cody crybaby now. I'm I the, <laughs> You can call me a Cody crybaby all you want. I will I will Go over everything that happened uh, in thorough detail, but I'm going to preface all of this by saying, if The Rock and Reigns had wrestle had main evented WrestleMania, thirty nine, forty, or forty one, I will, and no matter where forty one may be, I will fly there and see it because I've seen Vegas. Rock now twice. I've seen Rock twice in Manias, and he is by far, by far my favorite wrestler of all time so there is nothing that i would really? want to see absolutely there is nothing yeah that makes sense never mind nothing I, he, I mean he was he was prime in my wrestling you know forming of my 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 formative formative years uh, of wrestling uh excuse me your mind was already formed about wrestling by the time the rock came along let's be honest the rock formed my mind on wrestling <laughs> You talk. First of all, no, <laughs> because I'm claiming the Attitude Era as my own from '97 to 2001. I'm, I'm claiming all that. You were a, a twinkle in your dad's nuts. Listen, I, what what year were you born? 1993. Yeah, you, you had no idea. You four years old talking about the Attitude. Stop, stop yourself. I loved wrestling at that point. I was fully invested in wrestling when it came to the Attitude Era, and Rock is my favorite wrestler of all time. With Stone Cold being maybe like a one B, but The Rock is there. So The I'm Rock the and Reigns opposite. Okay, and that's 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 all well and good. But Rock and Reigns would have been top of my list as my probably my favorite match or or most anticipated match I've seen ever, 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 ever. I've wanted to see it for the past seven years. Ever since Rumble 2015. But <laughs> there you go. But your timing absolutely sucks. <laughs> you you cannot, you cannot have all this go down, which we're about to get into, and then immediately say, you know what? All that stuff that we talked about before, as far as you know, the story, the air quote story, and all the stuff that we said that this guy was going to go through to get there, and all the storytelling that we've told from last year when he lost it, or he should have, in hindsight, should have won it at that point. If we're going to go through all this nonsense this year, none of it makes sense. Throw it out the window because wrestling. 
and wrestling has to go the way we tell it you to it's going to go and you have no say. Here's the storyline. Suck it up and take it. Yes, sir. Hi, Joe. Long time listener, long time caller. Um, <laughs> welcome, welcome. So, I think it's oof. okay. You want my overreaction or what I really think happened? Give me both. Or okay, let me reword that. Which one do you want first? Uh, I want your overreaction. I think this has all been planned since the last WrestleMania when Cody lost. Okay. What I really think happened Mm -hmm. is that this was the plan when The Rock first went on to Pat McAfee's show in right before the Rumble, I believe. I think it was right before the kickoff. No, it was the one before in in Colorado. Got it. So, yeah, Mm. I think when he made that first surprise appearance, I think that's when the wheels started rolling on this. Oh, and they were live in uh, down in Texas, Uh, Colorado, Colorado. Excuse me. Right. 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 Yeah. Then they interviewed Dion before that. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that's when the wheels really started going on this. Mm. And that's when they figured out that that punk was going to win the rumble. They were going to have Cody face against Roman Reigns. And should he have lost uh, the Rumble, you could have had another Daniel Bryan situation on your hands. Mm-hmm. Yes, Hollywood guy comes in. You gotta. He wins the Rumble. I mean, Rock wasn't gonna win the Rumble. I don't think. I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. Could have. But Punk gets hurt. Shit changes. I think that. Punk, sorry, Cody versus Roman was always supposed to be the main event for this WrestleMania also. I think The Rock getting thrown into all of it was to try to replicate the Yeslemania movement as much as possible. And I think they succeeded. Now, I personally would want this to go one way and one way only. Okay. Cody versus Roman, night two, WrestleMania, main event. That's what, as the winner of the Royal Rumble, you are entitled to the main event of WrestleMania. Mm. That doesn't mean night one, that means night two. You are closing out the show. But there is another night, and there is another main event. And granted, it probably should go to the women's, to Bailey. But that's not a strong enough storyline to close out night one of WrestleMania, in my opinion. Not now, at least. Uh, agreed. I think you have Seth Rollins versus The Rock at WrestleMania night one. Seth Rollins versus The Rock, okay. For the World Heavyweight Championship. Mm -hmm. 
and you have you lead you do all of this with the possibility that Roman Reigns and The Rock could kidnap all of the gold in the WWE. I will say this about the whole Roman Reigns backlash 2028 gimmick. <laughs> okay. Not really looking so hot right now, but I still have faith. I'm a 49er faithful. I will have faithful until it's, I will be faithful until I'm proven wrong. And even then, I'm still going to love it. But if this gets past WrestleMania, we're going to have a serious mutiny on our hands. <laughs> it's going to be a WWE Universe mutiny. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the the idea of this going any further um, than this, and, and I'm going to explain why I believe this is a, a, a shoot as opposed to what I initially thought would be a work. Um, so the whole thing went down with really SmackDown. So the SmackDown... After we recorded on on that Wednesday, the SmackDown after that was when the beginning of almost the end happened, where the promo came out, and first off, it all started with Roman Reigns. The Tribal Chief comes out with everybody in tow, and he proceeds to, first off, completely bury Seth Rollins. Completely bury him. No pop. No, no pop exactly. You, you had your 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 main guy bury your second main guy, and completely trash the point of that belt. Even though he's been on TV more times in one year than Reigns has had in his entire reign in the last three years, and, and talk about promo and 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 defending the belt. Completely buried him. And then Cody comes out. And after Reigns' great yet demeaning, demoralizing promo against Seth Rollins, Cody comes out and says that after everything that happened that week, this mind you, this is still the Royal Rumble week. After him tossing out CM Punk, after Punk, unfortunately... And if it wasn't for him, none of the, I, I truly feel if none of this went down, <clears throat> excuse me, none of this went down the way it did. If Punk didn't get hurt, this would not be the way it went. If Punk wasn't hurt, and again, also with all the other nonsense with uh, the the, uh, the the sexual allegations that are going on between McMahon and Brock Lesnar and that whole program that was supposed to supposedly go down with Lesnar and Dominic Mysterio at the Rumble, it. But the the main part of it was. CM Punk. If CM Punk did not get hurt, we would not be talking about this right now. And we'd be in the alternate timeline with CM Punk taking on Rollins and Cody taking on on Reigns and all is right with the world. Cody comes into the ring and says, I want to face you as I pointed to you. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. As I pointed to you at the Rumble saying, I'm calling my shot. And for the second year in a row, being the first winner since Stone Cold Steve Austin to do back-to-back Rumble wins. I'm calling you out right now before we even get to the point where I have to make this stupid announcement. I'm pointing at you saying I'm coming at you. 
five days later, I'm announcing to you, I will face you as the Rumble winner, not at WrestleMania. What? Okay. But I talked to other people. I got advice from some legends, especially one person that you know in particular. If you smell, the music hits. Everybody goes absolutely apeshit. And nobody knows in this moment what's about to happen. Because this is the moment where all hell is going to break loose. The wrestling community, the internet, is going to have a meltdown, the likes of which you have never seen since Daniel Bryan. And he gives Rock, Rock comes in the ring, he gives him a hug, and Rock whispers something to him in, in his ear. Sweet nothings. Sweet nothings into his ear. Gives him a little nibble on his ear. And you look and you see in live real time. <laughs> see in live real time. Cody's face go from happiness to complete dejection slash fake happiness. And you know what's happening in this moment. What's, what's actually going down. He leaves the ring. Cody is on the ramp. He is walking down the aisle. He's going the wrong way because this promo was supposed to be Reigns and Cody setting up their second match. And instead, we get Rock and Reigns going face-to-face. In that moment, the hug that they had, the hug heard around the world, that moment right there took everybody not only by surprise, but that's when everybody collectively lost their shit. And now, whether what whatever side you land on, Team Cody, Team Rock, whatever it may be, if your desire was to see Rock and Reigns in this moment, that's all well and good. Would you capture it or let it <laughs> or slip? Or let it slip. Thank you, Eminem. In that moment, if you, fe- if you felt that it was right to have Rock and Reigns headline WrestleMania, I'm sorry to whoever I may say this and offend. If you're that sensitive about it, you have no idea what you're watching. You have no clue what's going on. Well, it has nothing to do. It, that, let me finish. You have no idea what's going on because it has nothing to do with that match. It has to do with that match in this moment. You have set up what you set up to be Cody versus Reigns for the last year and a half. Finish the story. Finish the story. Even Cody got tired of it. But it's still the constant that, that everybody, announcers also, are saying, finish the story, finish the story. You have implanted in our minds that this story needs to be finished. And we're going to a 40. We're going to a even zero-ending number WrestleMania. Where, by the way, in 10, in 20, in 30, we've all had situations where they had to change the, the plans on the fly. It's funny how that works. Conspiracy guy. Well, Mister Conspiracy. I believe it's yeah. they've all been triple threats. Are they not? Thirty was a triple threat. Twenty was a triple threat. It was uh, Jericho, Triple H, and Redacted. Ten. Was, <laughs> ten was not. <laughs> ten wasn't a triple threat. Ten was. I don't uh, know what ten was, but I know that twenty and thirty. Not, I know that twenty and thirty were triple threats. I think. I think uh, no. Ten was that Hart took Lex Luger's spot. Um, let me see here. I should have probably <laughs> had this already. WrestleMania 10. We had, well, that was probably the most famous uh, ladder match of all time was Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels. Um, True. They had a 
double looks like it was a double main event. Uh they had Brett versus Owen. Oh, that's right. It was Brett versus Owen. This is all at the garden. Owen won by pinfall. So he got the pop for that. Brett actually put him over for that one. But then the main event uh, was Brett versus Yokozuna. Yoko. And, and then Yoko and then Brett won. And then Brett won. Well, so Yoko Yoko had a match with Lex Luger. Uh Let's see. I'm trying try to look at here. Luca locked him down. Right perfect. Perfect. Try to get Cornette and Fuji out of the ring. Lex covered. Perfect did not count. Mr. Perfect was the referee. Luger shoved. Perfect. Perfect call for the bell, disqualifying Lex Luger at 14 minutes and 40 seconds. And then the Okazuna won by DQ. And then that's when we that's why we had the uh, the main event the way we did. So, which by by today's standards had that. WrestleMania happened under the that all happened by the way because Brett, Brett <laughs> under was, the Helmsley Levesque era. Yes, Brett was over by the way, which is why everything kind of switched up with, with the last minute plans. Go ahead. Yes, but had that happened in the Helmsley era, mm-hmm. you would have had Brett Owen. Oh, excuse me. He's coughing, <laughs> filling gaps. Thank yes. you, professional. Sure, you would have had Brett <laughs> Owen at the beginning of the night. Mm-hmm. And Brett would have won that. And then Brett would have went into a triple threat against Luger and Yoko. But the easy the easy way that they did it, they 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 changed that was for I don't know if that's the easier way. I think the way they did it is the harder way. Well, no matter what the what easier or harder, that's the way it went down. And the way it went down was that they decided that Luger wasn't the guy because everybody was so hard for Brett that they quickly pivoted. Well, they quickly pivoted uh, on that, and they switched it over to Brett. Luger was the chosen guy. Luger, Luger was the McMahon chosen guy that was to succeed Hogan, and that's not how it worked out. And Brett became the more popular guy. Just like 30 with Daniel Bryan, just like 40 with Cody. This is this has been a weird coincidence that all the the decade, decade uh, manias have had this kind of stipulation going on. Anyway. Oh, the five did too. Thirty-five. What was thirty-five? Thirty-five was a triple. Was a triple threat. Forget that. Main event. You were there, buddy. Come on. Oh, jeez. Okay. I didn't count that. <laughs> I'm not just saying. I'm not counting that one. I mean, that was that. That could have. I mean, that wasn't as, as polarizing as this is, as far as what the people, the majority of people wanted. Again. You can go on social media and you can see that it it was not really split. <laughs> there there were the, the rock lovers that wanted this, and then there were mostly the Cody lovers. And the uh, reason uh, why- uh, 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 they have a name now, <laughs> the Cody Crybabies. Thank you. That's not, but you're you're missing the whole point because it has nothing to do. You're one of those people. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's the Rock and Reigns in the match. Everybody wants that match. It's about timing. This is the you you set this up. You you uh-huh. you you shot yourself in the foot by setting this entire thing up. You made the story. You came out and had everybody want to veer this way, and now all of a sudden you're telling me to go this way. That doesn't make any sense. Why why did you plan for all this to happen over here when now you want me to look this way? And now I'm supposed to be cool with that? That's no, that's not how this works. 
It's, it's I'm not, poor I'm not one of those people that's about that. It's poor storytelling. It's, the whole wrestling is storytelling. Wrestling is a male soap opera, female soap opera. Male is a soap opera. <laughs> Whether you're male or female, it's a soap opera. It's about storytelling. The matches are also there too, but it's all it's a storytelling to lead up to those matches. It's not just AEW where it's match, 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 match. <laughs> In good wrestling, you have a people, you have a, a, a face and a heel, or you have a anti-hero and you have a heel. And those two people will bitch and moan to each other till it comes to a crescendo at a match. And then just rinse and repeat. This is how wrestling's been going on for the last hundred years. And yet for some reason, now we've decided to go, you know what, let's start let's try this, but then we're gonna take this sharp left turn and say, ah, eh, fuck it. I'm I'm good without without doing that. Well, the people the people will will have to suck it up and watch what we put out there because this is this is now your product. You know, Triple H has now come up with the storyline. The Rock has taken over the board, even though these these plans were were in plant. Uh, no, wait, wait, hold on. The conspiracy okay. guy, it's a conspiracy guy. Hold on a second. The reason why this was a a shoot, as far as the change goes, is because the point I was going to make ultimately is that the Rock. Ha- already had these plans with Triple H and WWE far before TKO came around. All this board of director board of director nonsense happened after the fact. So all these plans were in place before. So the fact that Cody didn't win in 39 makes no sense. The fact that he won this year, pointed to, to Reigns, and then said, I'm not going to face your mania, made absolutely no sense. Hence why I'm saying, come into kickoff, that it was a shoot. That everything, the, the, all the plans changed. Because everybody started bitching and moaning that we were not getting what you promised us that we were going to get. I got three words on the subject <laughs> that I just want everyone to listen very carefully. Mm-hmm. Very carefully at the next three words I'm about to say. Let them cook. Yes. Let them cook. Yes. Okay. Let them present to the to the masses a subject so they can gauge where it was going. Did you notice that The Rock was repeating himself a lot? Mm-hmm. When have you known The Rock to do that? Never. It's because The Rock knows when a pop is supposed to come and he wasn't getting them. Yeah, you, you, you he was know getting why? frustrated. Well, you, do you want to know why? This is why. Yes, I agree with that. Okay, but I don't think it was entirely a shoot. I think they had plans to have the Rock somewhat infused into this storyline somehow. The Rock came out, and when he took the microphone. The only thing that The Rock's been doing the past two to three times that he's been on WWE television was gauging the crowd. And now we're finally in the home stretch to WrestleMania. Now this is where we're going. Now they can actually cook between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. That's why I think those first two appearances on the Pat McAfee show are so big because it gauges... Well, first, I'm not just Pat. I shouldn't say that. Really, the WWE appearances. He's going out there engaging what the crowd is at. And Hunter's listening. 
and they're getting to a point where now they know where they're going. So you just got to let them go. Don't be, don't be pissed off because you're not getting what you want. I do agree with the rock in that one. Rock came out spitting truth. Then don't, I'm not going to lie. Then don't, don't, don't set up the, the, the program. Then don't set up the storyline as, as Sam Roberts says on his podcast, let them cook. And, Everything counts. And so Damn, I am. Don't be revealing my sources, bro. <laughs> I mean, from random people I've heard on the streets. Uh, so, yeah, you know what? Everything counts. That's all well and good. But then again. Oh, now who's been listening to Sam? I've been listening to Tim for a while now, actually. He's he's very entertaining. And his emergency podcasts are very uh, informative. But and don't book Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, I will say that, if, again, if you're going to set up. People, you say that people complain and bitch and moan as far as what they don't want. Have you not lived through all of Vince McMahon's era? I'm glad you brought up Vince McMahon. Everything that we, everything not in a bad way, in a good way. Okay, everything that he's put out has been 90 percent of the things that he's put out has been things that we don't want to see. Characters that we don't want to see. Names yeah. that shouldn't be attached to people like you know, some I don't know, might say I don't know Butch. some of the stuff he's put out is shit is all shit except for Attitude Era. Oh, how about that? The Attitude Era came about from what? From a need from the people because the people spoke out. This is not what we want to see. We don't want to see the shitty wrestling. So because WCW is beating you now for eighty four fucking weeks, you have to eighty three. Eighty three. Excuse me. Yes, eighty three weeks. You have to make make a, a shift. And you made a shift that was the most popular era of wrestling of all time. This is what happens. When you come out and, and, and say things are going to go this way, and then all of a sudden you're going to, nope, you know what? We're going to change our mind. You're going to take it because you're a fan, and you're going to watch either way, which is what we had to do for years and years and years. But at some point, there has to be a payoff. How much longer... Is the bloodline storyline going to go on? It's it's now it's infused now because the rocks involved. But how much longer also is the Cody Rhodes story going to go on too? That you've told us is going to come to an end. It comes going to come to some sort of crescendo here. But now you're you're teasing us and saying no, it's not happening at WrestleMania. Where the fuck is it going to happen then? At MSG? That's better than fucking WrestleMania? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Have I mean, we all lost story. our minds? For the story, yeah. <laughs> for the story. Forget about that. <laughs> let me let me let me paint the picture for you. Sure. About this whole rock situation. What was the best time of wrestling? Uh I'm still going with the attitude. Okay, thank you. Sure. And what was the unless this error chain? Who defined the attitude era the rock and stone cold okay stone cold steve austin is more the answer i was looking for stone cold steve austin you can't rose say to prominence you can't say that though you can't you can't what defiantly just say it's just stone cold i'm not saying i'm not saying it's just stone cold You're saying it was <laughs> just it was just the particular answer i was looking okay for. fine sure okay sure i'll play along go ahead Stone Cold Steve Austin rose to prominence and he got over because of what? Because of whom, I should say. Because of The Rock. Okay. Slash. Because of whom else? 
There's a lot of superstars in that era because of Vince There's McMahon. There's one person who Vince, made Stone Cold Steve Austin. Vince McMahon. Thank you. Mr. McMahon is more the answer I was looking for because Vince is the guy. Oh, my Mr. God. Vince. Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Play along, God damn it. I gave you the script, didn't I? What the fuck? Did you? I didn't get that email. Uh, shit. <laughs> Was it Chris Mindell 69420? <laughs> at AOL. I, I might have got that one. <laughs> at AOL. Oh, see, I did it at Gmail. Ah, oh, no, nah, see, AOL is older. <laughs> so, uh-huh. your point Vince for McMahon. Yes. I'm sorry, Mr. McMahon. Yes. Is the foil, the main foil for Stone Cold Steve Austin and creates Stone Cold Steve Austin into this gargantuan superstar of a wrestler. The Rock was just recently appointed to a board position within the parent company of the WWE. Mm -hmm. Triple H, quote-unquote, runs the WWE, correct? Yes. At least storyline purposes, he's he's the head of the WWE. He's the head of creative, yes. Thank you. The Rock, with his board, with his seat on the board of directors, mm-hmm. would technically, you could find a line where he may have more power over Triple H. What if this, and on top of all that, The Rock did come out in a strapping black tank top? which we've seen on other authority figures in the past. Now I'm saying if he came out with a do-rag too, it would have been a little over the top. I get it. Uh, But that was a joke. But all I'm saying (laughs) is that what if this is kind of setting up the rock to be this next type of massive authority figure within the WWE? You have your... Nick Aldis's, you have your Adam Pierce's, you got your Triple H, which is above the two of them, but then you got the rock above everyone else. Maybe even call him a, I don't know, high chief. That's what they called. I'm still that, that, that uh, family tree that he brought up was absolutely incredible. If you don't know, or if you did not see, uh, we'll get to the kickoff in a second. So, you know, let's, let's get to the kickoff now. Um, so all everything went down as far as SmackDown goes. And the entire week <clears throat> went absolutely insane. It, Raw opened up with, with Michael Cole and Pat McAfee basically just saying, you fans are great. You fans are, are enthusiastic. What a weekend. God, I love the WWE. That was Pat and Mike. Week goes on. Everybody's hyping up for this kickoff show, which, <laughs> if you did not know wrestling, you're like kickoff. You mean WrestleMania one is this Thursday? Like, no, no, no. It's yeah. It's the same. No, they're using the same word apparently for some reason. They're using the same word as for press conference. By the word. way, they should have put it as the kickoff kickoff show. The kickoff kickoff show. <laughs> so we have the kickoff kickoff show two months before the actual kickoff show. Exactly. It's there. So this this press event in Vegas. This is why Triple H is a genius, for the most part, is because if you have this thing going down the same exact week as the Super Bowl. So fucking smart. So smart. (laughs) 
So smart. And that was that part was smart. And having it with fans was insanely smart. Because if you had it with it was just a press, the, the press like they normally do after the PLEs, it would not have had, had the same effect as it did when everybody, while everybody was there. And also, I want to uh, first of all, I want I want to th- say kudos to all the people that were on that table for that kickoff. Uh, that table, yeah, Michael Cole, Pat McAfee, Big E, who looked great, and CM Punk. And CM Punk, give that mic, give that man a mic, and just go because ooh, he was good. And after the fact, I want to give him CM Punk and Pat McAfee became best friends. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that. <laughs> Do we become best friends? Yep. Love each other. Thank and, God, and and I, thank thanks to CM Punk because I want to give kudos and accolades to your f- fellow 49er faithful, Miss Bailey. Put some respect on her damn name because nowhere was she in that that kickoff. You had Bianca Belair for some reason in that that kickoff. Uh, you had you had uh, Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley, basically foreshadowing the fact that she might win. The elimination chamber just to, for her to face Rhea Ripley at Mania. Okay, that's kind of kind of weird, but that's fine. But nowhere was there Bailey, someone who should, if she does not main event Mania, should be either the first match of one of the nights or the second to last, and or she should be the main event because that's she deserves that that much. And yes, Bailey. Was the only one, Bailey and EO, mm-hmm. are the only ones that going into that particular kickoff, the WrestleMania XL kickoff show, were the only ones with a WrestleMania match confirmed with a compelling storyline. Yes. So both things you need in professional wrestling. Where the hell was she? A WrestleMania match. Yeah. And a compelling storyline. And she was nowhere to be found. Nowhere. But... You know, the WWE made it up for him and probably got him tickets to the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> there you go. Just to watch him lose. So <laughs> why do you got to do that? Wow. Why do you got to do that? Well, why do you got to do that? But she did. It's because I make fun of your Broadway plays sometimes. <laughs> Is this just payback for all that? Fuck you, man. <laughs> Jesus. I know you know, I love you, but God, go fuck yourself. Sometimes. <laughs> One has one. One has one, something to do with the other. They, she did. She literally just went there to watch him lose. That sucks. It, it sucks. Moving on. Why do you just have to? I, I'm, I'm just spitting facts. I'm spitting facts. You're spitting. <laughs> I'm spitting Never facts mind. that you don't want to hear. Never mind. I'm spitting facts you don't want to hear. No, you're spitting facts like Rain Man. Okay. <laughs> just nonsensical facts. Yes, yeah. non nonsensical facts that technically are factual. Are factual, <laughs> but you don't need to spin them that way when your friend over here is hurting a I'm, lot. I'm, I'm trying to be sympathetic to you, sir. I really, you're am. not. You could have said she went to go support the 49ers. I would have taken that less harshly. <laughs> I would have taken it some sort of way. I'm not gonna lie about it, but it wouldn't have been as much of a stab in the fucking heart. Got it. It's either that I'm having a heart attack or this chest pump was great today. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um so so the kickoff happens, no Bailey in sight. We have like I said, we have Bianca Belair, we have Becky and Rhea. And we have Seth Rollins come out first. And he's just pretty s- decent pop. 
pretty decent. Yeah, and he he pointed that out twice. Um, and then who comes out? He calls he calls for Cody. It's not Cody. It's Roman. It's your tribal chief. He comes out, and the two of them jaw at each other. R- Reigns uses the same joke about you know Seth Seth using uh, Becky Lynch's clothes, the shoes you, you referenced. And so one thing I will say about that whole thing. Sure. Seth Rollins should have come out. Maybe not as flamboyant. Why? Maybe not so into the gimmick. Why? To be more serious? Yes. To take it more because serious? realistically, we all know wrestling, right? So this, if this was a work, you know that you are about to get viewed as the secondary championship. Why would you give someone the ammunition to do that? You could have come out dressed up similar, maybe just a notch up from what Cody was dressed up as. Cody had on a fucking nice suit. She's with the bow. Seth could have come out in a fucking decent tux. Instead of shoes with a bow, shoes that the that looks like they should be on a box of oats. <laughs> okay, Quaker. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay. Just making sure everyone gets it. I don't want anyone to feel left out. <laughs> the oats community. Okay. okay. Yeah, <laughs> I I mean no disrespect to the oats slash Quaker community. We love you both all. of them. Yeah, all two of you. Uh yeah 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 but Seth did uh so you're saying Seth it, did it, himself a disservice is what you're saying yes mm. but Monday helped his cause Monday did help his cause we'll get to that in a second too so he comes out Reigns comes out they they draw back and forth a little bit and then Rock comes out and Rock comes out to first a mixed reaction watched it watch his intros about uh, three different times he comes out to mostly booze in the beginning and then you hear some some rocky chants well no it's all cheers it was not all cheers it's still pavlov's dog when it fucking when that thing hits it everyone still goes yeah and then it goes and then it went into because i'm telling you he he got rained down with booze quick if that was the case he came rained down with booze quick then and then all of a sudden it started even out a little bit and then he got on the mic and then all that even out, somewhat even out, even though it was more Cody than than Rock, it shifted quickly <laughs> because Rock spoke, and we have gone from what from face Rock only two weeks ago, which is absolutely amazing to say. Two weeks ago, Rock came out and had the most thunderous applause, and cut the most fire promo, talking about being the head of the table. And like, oh my God, it's, it might happen! Holy shit, this is this might go down. Wait a minute. It can go down, but we're not talking about Mania, right? <laughs> we wouldn't do that. Like we're we're still we're still on track because you know if Cody's going to win this Rumble thing next week, then you know we still might be on track for what we think is going to happen. Okay, all right, that's all well and good. Right. Love the Rock. By the way, I'm just saying if I, it does I, happen to Mania, uh-huh. Rock called it three years ago in a reference to Roman Reigns calling it forty or thirty years ago. You know what I'm saying? Young Rock. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yes. 
no, we can't do it. A match like that can only happen at WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania right? Acknowledge me. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> he pulls on them. I think I might have. I just kind of tweaked my wrist a little bit. Jeez. It kind of felt weird. Be Taking careful. off my Apple Watch. It kind of felt weird. Good Lord. So, <laughs> Rock comes out and... The real broadcaster's injury or wrist injury. <laughs> <laughs> Tweaking those microphones. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or that, or you just lifted too much today, and you didn't have uh, wrist support. I, I mean, I don't. So Rock comes out, and now he's talking about how this is going to happen. This is going down, and the people want to see Rock versus Reigns. And he then proceeds to say, "There's only one royal family, and it's our family." And he breaks out the PowerPoint. In the PowerPoint presentation, it is a huge family tree of the Anoa'i, uh, right? Anoa'i, that's it. Anoa'i family. And Anoa'i. And you, you got it. <laughs> on the said chart, you, you, you said you wanted to point this out, that they are on two different sides of this tree. Well, that's how a blood pact works. Okay. Since your family's full of uh, you know blood packs, that's not true. Explain how how did the black family uh, come to be? It was all blood oath. So way back in the <laughs> old English town of San Francisco, uh, I can't even Hertfordshire. I don't know. I don't even know where my family's from in England. I just know they came before America was America. Got it. Um. A blood pact means that now both family trees are linked forever. I actually did know this because I researched it when I first found out that uh, The Rock and who was it? Rikishi? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I first found out that The Rock and Rikishi were cousins. Yes. And then I found out that Rikishi was... Oh no! I knew that Rikishi was one of the, the sons of one of the wild Samoans, and I'm like, "Huh? Is just every Samoan part of the freaking Anawaii family?" <laughs> and it turns out, pretty much, yeah, except for Samoa Joe and Jimmy Snuka. Hmm. But that's why there's two separate sides of the family tree, because one side is High Chief Peter Maivia. The Rock's grandfather, right. and the other side would be—I don't know his name—Roman Reigns' grandfather. Don't have his name in front of me. If I'm being completely honest, okay. <laughs> broadcaster injury. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the blood pact was always very interesting to me, and I'm really—I am kind of excited that they brought it up now, and now we have this whole kind of family tree they're using people's shoot names and also their ring names like they're putting lance and hawaii and also saying rousey underneath <laughs> i go whoa <laughs> that's crazy so but, i see rodney and hawaii yokozuna mm-hmm. uh right next to matthew who was rosie ah matthew that's right uh let's see here 
looking over is it Umaga? So Edward Fatu. Th- Umaga. I have uh his brother. Umaga and So Lafa Fatu Jr. <laughs> Otherwise known as Rikishi. Um and then Samuel Fatu. So Lafa Fatu the third, which is what I would assume is Solo Sokoa. Uh Trinity Fatu, who's Naomi, there's Jonathan, who's Jimmy, Joshua, mm-hmm. Jay. Uh underneath Rock is Joseph, who is Yokozuna. Uh what? I'm looking at I see that Rock. makes no sense. I see Rocky Johnson above uh-huh. Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson above Joseph Fatu, who's Yokozuna. In the same You just said Yokozuna was three different names. What is his fucking name? Joseph Yokozuna Fatu. Okay. So it's not Lance and which it's is, not fucking which is Solo Sokoa. I, I take all that back. Um Thank you. <laughs> his middle, I, I didn't know his middle name was Yokozuna. I I I, I totally missed out on that. Rodney Whoa, hang on. His middle name Solo Sokoa's middle name is Yokozuna. Joseph Yokozuna. Sefa Fatu, Solo Sokoa. Oh, he's going to be world champion. <laughs> Rodney is Yokozuna, who's right. I mentioned him already. Yes, that's right. Yes. Okay, sorry. So now all that to say is that you 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 wanted me to point this out, or you wanted to bring up the family tree because it, three people have nicknames on it. But it labels who it is labels what? three people. Mm-hmm. The high chief Peter Maivia is the first one. Mm-hmm. The other two are Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. <laughs> it does say, it says High Chief uh, Seuli, The Rock. Exactly. Okay, High Chief, go on. High Chief, The Rock. Mm-hmm. That's never been brought up in the WWE canon before. No. Not once. The, jokingly, how does High Chief and Tribal Chief rank? <laughs> I want. I, I'm genuinely curious to know. There is, is this like Commander in Chief and then Cabinet type of position. So if what's this, going on? If there are, if they're legitimately is making there an this, agricultural chief, like what's going? On? If they're making this an actual, if they're making this an actual like legit, like actual legit family tree, there is no label. Next to Leati Joseph Anawai, uh, in parentheses Roman Reigns, other than what I just said just now. Dwayne Johnson, however, says Dwayne Johnson, line, High Chief, Seuli, in parentheses The Rock. Whoa, I thought it said Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. It does not say it. It's just oh. no. As I, <laughs> I could show you on the screen here, as I share my screen with you. It shows I may right need here. to go to an eye doctor. Right here. Look at that. Joseph Anawai is Roman Reigns. There's no label there. Wow. Yeah. So, with that being said. Uh, Dwayne, Dwayne, yeah, The Rock's going to win the title. <laughs> Dwayne is uh, a higher level of chiefdom than the tribal chief, apparently. I mean, we all need that, though. Yeah, come on, it's very true. And by, and also, we by the way, we'll get to it in a second. So Dwayne brings up this family tree and points out the fact that you know they are family, and that you will see Rock versus Reigns at WrestleMania. And then 
with no music being played. I really like that part. Yes. Stop, 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 That's stop. what made it feel real. Mm-hmm. That's why everyone was all in a tissy, like, oh, my God, this is crazy. They're, this is that was the crybabies at the end. I don't know what, what kind of stroke you just had. It was but, the crybabies at the end. I was trying to form a sentence in the first second or two, and then I was like, all right, we're just going into this. So you were you keep saying crybaby. You would have been fine with Rock Reigns with no kind of uh, uh, combination of the story being told with Cody Rhodes and, and Reigns. You're assuming that had Cody Rhodes not gotten the main event at WrestleMania this year, that the story was over, which is just, it's not but it's what, factually correct. But how do you not see that it should not be played out at the grand stage of them all, the grandest stage of them all? I get that that is... What are we doing? If that's, I, if that's I understand that it is probably the the right place to do that. Um, no, no, no. Not because of the level of match. That's the optimal place to do it. Not because of the level of match. I don't think it's the right place to do it. I, I don't see how that's that's possible that you could think that. It's very simple. What is the story? The story that Cody beats Reigns. Where else would he possibly do it? At Fastlane? <laughs> no, it would be at Madison Square Garden. That's the one place. Why would that you is have the it? only place that other than WrestleMania where it would make sense for the story. Every single person that is mentioned Madison fucking Garden. <laughs> Madison Square Garden hey, as far thank as... Thank you. <laughs> put some respect on the name. Madison thank Square you. fucking Garden as the place for this to go down are asinine. It's insane. Why? It's insane to think that you would have this buildup going to what? A a non-televised house show? I'm not... I never said it was going to be a non-televised then house what, show. What else is going on in Madison Square? Is it going to be a pay-per-view? Are they doing like SummerSlam there? Or are they doing a, a Monday Night Raw, a SmackDown, some random Monday or Friday night where they're going to have the show and then have him win the belt? Because it's Madison why Square... Not? Because it's Madison Square Garden. That's what you're saying. Why not have some... Why not have fucking Survivor Series in Madison Square Garden? Why does it have to be Madison Square Garden? What if it's Madison... What if it's Madison Square Garden... You think Cody Rhodes wants to win the belt at, at Survivor MSG? Series War Game? Yes, I think he does. I uh, absolutely think he does. Obviously, he doesn't because that's not where we're going. <laughs> if that was the case, then Cody would say, "Listen, you know, Paul." Cody doesn't have the pencil. Why the fuck would he get to decide where it happens? Where Where's this match happening right now? Right now? Yeah. Where's the match happening? WrestleMania. I rest my case. <laughs> the case is rested. That's it. That, that's the whole because point. It's the most optimal place for right now. It's the for right now. It is the most sensical place right now. Not Rock Reigns. That can I'm happen at thirty nine. That could have happened at forty one. Think about this. It's timing, Think about dude. Someone. It is all about all right. timing. I understand that, and I agree with you. It is all about timing. But I'm the only thing I'm saying is think about a book. Think about you reading the story of where Cody Rhodes came from, where this whole story began in Madison Square Garden, and then you get to the last page and you go, huh, they did, they did it in Philadelphia. All right, yeah, WrestleMania, biggest stage of them all. That makes sense. If you go to the last page and you go, and then after all of it, he managed to do it in front of a sold-out crowd live on one of the biggest wrestling shows of all time, Monday Night Raw, <laughs> and he won the fucking championship that his father never won. Do you see what the reaction I just had? Do you, do you hear what I just said? I just laughed. Because it's hysterical that you would say, like, he's of all of all places to go, we're going to pick a random Monday for him to finally do this. Yes. 
Is this your first time watching wrestling? No. I think it is because you, you've never been to a, a, a WWE event, so you might you might not be familiar with oh, how things work. Fuck off! You might not be familiar with how things work there. <sighs> fuck right off. What's what's the difference between a random Monday Night Raw at MSG and April the, the first weekend in April at, in Philadelphia? This particular story. That's the whole point. The only that's reason I'm harping point. on this at all, but that's my is whole... because that is the basis of this entire but fucking. That's the thing. whole it's the point. Story. It's the story. Of course, it's the story. That's why everybody's up in, in arms. The cry, the Cody crybabies, as you want to call them, as Rock wants to put it. Of course, because he didn't get his way. That's the whole point of the story. Is it's happening now? It's not like this is happening three months ago when you didn't set this up beforehand, or when you know if that was the case. Again, Cody could not have won. It's it was okay if CM Punk won, and then if he still got injured. Make the alternate at, at that point. And then you could legit have Rock and Reigns be the main event because nobody would have cared. People would be like, yo, I want to finish the story. We can finish the story. That's that's fine. But we'll do it somewhere else. We we'll would do have it gotten in- Cody Rhodes and Daniel Bryan's exact same position we- five, <laughs> 10 years ago. If, 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 if Cody did not win the Rumble this year, none of us would be going down. None of us would be talking about the fact that he should be finishing the story now as opposed to last year or as opposed to next year. Stretch it out. That's fine. But if you really want to I have agree. Rock and Reigns go down, he should not have won the, the the Rumble. But he did win the Rumble. So in this timeline that we are living in currently, he is the one to choose for the, the main event. And he chose Roman in that moment on that turnbuckle. And then Correct. five days later, suddenly, which, by the way, to this date, as of February 14th, 11.59 p.m. going into February 15th. Happy Valentine's Day. It is, it is February 15th. It's 11.59. It's still February 14th. Your clock is, is off. Um, oh, <laughs> I did. I checked the clock on my counter, not on my Happy phone. Valentine's Day. Uh, I, as of right now, he has not explained. Not anymore, bitch. And it, now it's done. Back to the cold-hearted motherfuckers that I am. It was cold-hearted <laughs> yesterday, too. I had nothing to do yesterday. The fact that he, he as yeah, of right now, <laughs> as of right now, he's not yet to, yet to explain as to why he went off the path of the decision. Why all of a sudden in this moment, since he talked to legends and he talked to The Rock, that Rock talked to him him out of having that moment because he wanted to give it to The Rock. What happened between then and now? He hasn't explained yet. Storyline. Let it cook. That's fine. We'll see what happens. At some point, he's got to explain about it. But if he didn't do any of that, we would not be having this conversation right now. And so, again, it's all about the timing. And the timing had stated, because they stated it for us, that it's happening now. Yeah. So now, when, so now because So now because it's a bad look for Rock to have this power trip that it's, it looks like in a, in a work kind of way, it's not a good look. And so, again, when WWE sets the precedent of the story, we are following what you set the table for. No pun intended. The table is set for the Tribal Chief and Cody Rhodes. And Cody Rhodes. But now we, we have Rock and Reigns. When the fuck are we going to set finish the story? 2026? <laughs> are we just going to continue going on this this path? Like the NWO is just going to keep going on and on and on and on. We're just going to continue this this story and kind of put you know little ads add-ons here and there. Well, they set this up. They set this everyone, up. Everyone, everyone that has ever watched the NWO that has ever even like the NWO remotely 
knows that it's for life. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much how long this fucking story is going already. <laughs> and uh, uh, I say that regardless, win or lose at WrestleMania, the mm-hmm. story's over. I, Can I, I tell you what I really wanted? Sure. What I really wanted was for Cody Rhodes to pick Seth Rollins. I wanted Cody to pick Seth Rollins. I wanted Cody to beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania once again. He would have become the World Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. Still would have had a, an, an, an incredibly touching moment. That was difficult to say. Uh, but mm-hmm. it would not have ended there. This year, this Survivor Series in particular... I think we are headed towards a brand loyalty type Survivor Series. I think we're going to get a traditional Raw versus SmackDown type of War Games Mm -hmm. gimmick. If you had Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes at Survivor Series War Games, Mm -hmm. title for title, I'm not saying doing it in MSG, although that would have been the <laughs> optimal place to do it. You have a hard on for MSG. Okay. It's just because of this fucking story. Had he had done oh, it in the goddamn Alamo Dome, I would have said he needed to do it in the Alamo Dome. Oh, it's the story now. Okay, got it. All right. Mm-hmm. It's always been about the story. Uh, Forget about that. Thank you very much. Yes, if you ahead. have Cody Rhodes as your world heavyweight champion, mm-hmm. go into a match at Survivor Series War Games. Oh, right. A match that his father created. And defeat Roman Reigns at Survivor Series War Games this year to become the unified, undisputed, universal, world heavyweight WWE champion. I think that might have been... I'm not saying it might have been better, but... I don't know. I'm just saying... I'm saying what I'm saying. How about that? That might have been the most New York thing I've ever seen. I'm saying what I'm saying. Even though it makes no sense. I'm saying what I'm saying. By the way, it does make sense. This, this, what, what part of that made sense? What about Cody Rhodes winning the world heavyweight championship at, at war games? No, Co- Cody Rhodes winning the world heavyweight championship at WrestleMania Against... and then taking it into Survivor Series war games and then putting that title against the world heavyweight or the WWE championship title for title match. So either Roman walks out with all the gold or Cody finishes the story. I feel like the initial thought was for Roman to overtake Hogan's record and then for him to lose. I don't see that happening anymore. I don't see that happening. Yeah, but that was going to be my point. I don't see that happening anymore either. So anyway, all I had to say was that then Cody comes out. fucked it up. I wanted that. No, well. Roman. Makes no sense. Fellow Joe. Makes no sense. I wanted that for you. No, that made no sense. Um, and then Cody what, comes out. Fellow Joe, we're both Josephs. That makes sense. I'm talking about fuck off the story. Cody comes out. I like no music. Joe the I'm gonna. I'm, sorry. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna meet your ass. <laughs> Cody comes out. No music and said this is bullshit. <laughs> and if you can, if you can get online and watch both that and what happens at, in the aftermath under the stairs, unedited and uncensored, it's good television. Spoiler alert, I'll knock your fucking teeth down his throat. Or I'll <laughs> knock his fucking teeth down his throat. Under his breath, too. 
So then Cody says all this bullshit. It's his bullshit. And then he's talking about, uh, you know, the family you haven't cooked in two years. We're dropping, you know, promo lines left and right. Rock says you talk about his family. You talk about my family. And then just Will Smith's his ass and smacks the ever-loving shit out of him. And that's when all hell breaks loose. They throw back to the commentator table. CM Punk says, you can't let people slap you. You should smack him right back. I would, if, if Rock was in front of me, I would smack him in the face. And then in real life, as a shoot, Rock would just break you in half. But, you know. Well, in real life, Rock turned his goddamn barrel chest to the freaking <laughs> to CM Punk and legitimately was like, oh, no, 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 no. You ain't talking shit like that right now. <laughs> but he did. He did because I'm over here and you're over there. <laughs> and unless you can run through the crowd, I'm going to say what I got to say. And, and then I'm injured and you're on the board. You know what that means. <laughs> Don't touch me. And so they they leave. Triple H is getting interviewed. And Rock pulls the TKO heel. And the smack was the heel turn. And he says, fix it. Fix this. As in, I I this I'm going sidebar. I, I love to differ on the, the smack being the heel turn, but go on. I mean, he had a heel turn probably before that, but that's. Oh, yeah, 100%. The, the he, he was he was heel when he walked out. Oh, absolutely. As soon as you saw a gold chain and black loafers, you go, oh, yes, this is, Hollywood rock is back. This is well, this is like level two. <laughs> this is like a super this is super level Hollywood <laughs> rock because it's a whole new look and a whole new attitude. He's got like if you I don't know if you adrenochrome rock. Nobody watched. Okay, nobody watched the damn movie. But if you've ever seen Black Adam, <laughs> he's Black Adam rock. Because he took that attitude and now put it towards Wrestle Rock. And he came out in the back. Black Adam should have just been called The Rock. The Rock. (laughs) Heel Rock. He came in the back, confronted Triple H, and not to mention the fact that not only did The Rock basically say fix this, as in he's he's going heel slash TKO director slash you are head of creative, you better fix this now. Kind of, I love that kind of stuff. I love when they intertwine real with with fiction and you bring those two worlds together and you make it seem like it's an actual shoot i i, I you know even though you know for a fact that it, you know the two of them are going to have a drink later on love that kind of shit and proven the fact that he is the high chief rain said absolutely not a damn thing until he walked away and it was all rock not a good look for Reigns. not a good look at all <laughs> not a good look at all for for roman reigns but this was the rock's moment this was his his thing. It was supposed to be Cody and Rock. Cody was way over. Rock is now cementing himself as a heel. This was all him. So maybe you know Roman took a took a step back, took a took a little lean back, and have Rock do his thing. But that was all set up for what I I I, I took this down off of um, uh, Wrestling Republic. Has twenty twenty four already become the most newsworthy year in wrestling ever? Now, this is on the heels of the kickoff uh, presser. But I'm going to list. There's, I'm just going to run through this entire list. There's four pages of this stuff. And you tell me if so far this year, only two months in, not even two months, full two months, is the most new- newsworthy year of wrestling ever. Tanahashi runs first event as New Japan pr- uh, president. Hold on. Brian Danielson achieves his career-long aim of wrestling in the Tokyo Dome. Deanna Perazzo makes AEW uh, debut. AEW announces the return of the ranking system. Okada shockingly announces he's leaving NJ, and, uh, NJPW. TNA Wrestling returns to TNA. Uh, Dolph Ziggler... <laughs> that, that, was <laughs> I, it's, that was a weird one. Dolph Ziggler debuts in TNA. Nickname Nemeth. Uh, Kevin Patrick leaves WWE. WWE 2K24, 40 years of WrestleMania announced. The Rock joins the TKO Board of Directors. 
World champion Seth Rollins suffers knee injury. Logan Paul signs new deal with WWE. Uh, Anthony Ogogo signs new deal with AEW. Where the hell has he been? WWE announces a potential 20-year deal with Netflix, meaning Raw will no longer be on cable from 2025. Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis face sex, <laughs> sex trafficking allegations. Slim Jim pauses partnership with WWE due to McMahon allegations. Vince McMahon steps down from WWE per request from Endeavor president Ari Emanuel. Slim Jim resumes partnership with WWE. Brock, <laughs> Brock Lesnar removed from WWE plans, posters, and video games. Pat McAfee returns to WWE to join the Raw commentary team. TNA knockout champion Jordan Grace makes an appearance at the Royal Rumble. Naomi returns to the WWE. Jade Cargo finally makes her WWE in-ring debut. Andrade returns to WWE. CM Punk makes his WWE in-ring return. Cody Rhodes becomes the first person to win back-to-back -back Royal Rumble since Stone Cold. CM Punk gets injured, meaning he will miss WrestleMania. Wall Street Journal claims the FBI are in the middle of a sex trafficking investigation into Vince McMahon that began last year. We never talked about that. John Laurinaitis turns on Vince McMahon and claims he was a victim. Damage control turns on Bailey. The Rock returns to WWE and seemingly challenges Reigns to a WrestleMania match. Hashtag we want Cody trends worldwide. Despite wanting him to return for a decade, fans turn on The Rock. Stardom founder uh, Rossi Ogawa. I'm pronouncing that right? Sure. Uh, gets fired for allegedly trying to uh, uh, poach talent for a new promotion. Uh, Ogawa is set to, re set to start a new J uh, Japanese women's wrestling promotion. Scott D'Amore gets fired from TNA Wrestling. AEW announces big business, AEW Dynamite event in Boston, two double dollar signs, heavily hinting at a debut of Mercedes Monet. Sting wins AEW Tag Team Champions just a month before he's set to retire. That all happened in a month and a half. Just saying, that was all very, very, no very newsworthy stuff. Sure. But Vince McMahon sold the company a family-owned company after God knows how many years, mm -hmm. and then a publicly traded company, I get it. Mm -hmm. That was, arguably, that one piece of information is still bigger than everything. I'm just saying. Everything I just mentioned, the sale of the company. Maybe not everything, <laughs> but a quarter. Okay. Yeah, and that was only one thing that happened last year. Thank you for shitting all over my list. Uh, you know what? You're a dick. <laughs> I'm all about the spin zone, baby. You're a dick. You are an AS. Um, let's see here. So again, there was one thing in there that I really wanted to dissect, and I totally forgot what it was. Okay. You blew right past it, and then it blew right out of my mind. No idea. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well. I would have, if it wasn't such a long list, I would have you read through it again and then Andrade? see, but. Brock, Pat, no, yes, okay, thank you. Whew. Good job. Right. Uh, conspiracy theory. Uh, <laughs> I just want to point this out there. There's, there's one every episode. Go on. I just want to point this out there. Sure. I have zero evidence to support this claim. Mm -hmm. This is all just hearsay and conjecture. Ooh. And if I'm being honest, I don't know if I used either <laughs> one of those words correctly. <laughs> I was gonna say that's, that's impressive. <laughs> But I've heard them used before, uh -huh. and I think I got context clues correct. Okay. Pat McAfee left when Vince McMahon was still in charge. Yes. Correct? Correct. You, you noticed Pat was getting real close to the McMahon-Helmsley reg regime. Right? 
closer than anyone any other personality had been in the wwe in years past mm -hmm. other than say brock cena maybe but not many public appearances like that like you saw vince mcmahon and pat mcafee and triple h and stephanie mcmahon out in public together on more than one occasion what if what if Pat got presented an opportunity from Vince McMahon and he politely declined and then decided to kind of maybe step back from being so involved into it, but still kind of, you know, on the outside of it. And then all of a sudden Vince McMahon disappears from the equation and now Pat McAfee's coming back in. I, I, I can, I can connect some dots. There is all I'm saying. I mean, he wouldn't be the first. What? I mean, as far as person that was that left during Vince Vince's regime and came back during Triple H's regime. No, but I'm saying that Vince offered Pat. Oh, this is fucked up to say. Vince offered this chick to Pat. Is that Pat declined? Is that you're just okay? Absolutely just saying, not. Okay, absolutely saying, not. You do, you, I'm just saying right. this is all hearsay and conjecture. Say, yes. Like I said again, yes. don't know if I use it correctly. Yes. <laughs> okay. What if? Uh, right. This sure. is like this is the spinoff series on I, I on Disney you. Plus. <laughs> what if uh, Vince? presented pat the same way he presented brock by the way those two words used correctly go on fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> what if vince presented pat the same way he did brock but brock took him up on the offer pat did not right pat then decided maybe i'm just gonna i'm gonna you know one foot on the grave, one on a banana peel type of thing, but maybe the grave is not so deep. You know what I mean? Very deep. Then he's, you know, still on the back burner, talks about it every once in a while on his show. Oh, Royal Rumble comes up. Yeah, fuck it. I'll come back. I'll announce a Royal Rumble. All right. Mm -hmm. Oh, you guys sold the company. Interesting. Interesting. And that fully went through, you know, started this year was the first year that this was fully in, in effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you got an opening anywhere? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, again, like I say, I have no evidence to support this whatsoever. You just like, uh, I just like connecting the dots. <laughs> connecting. I was a big fan of give me a one, give me a twenty-two, and watch a beautiful butterfly appear, just by me drawing straight lines. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> connect the dots sure 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 <laughs> give me a one give me a two i got it i'm there with you yeah, i'm a big fan of that <laughs> quite a week it's been quite a couple weeks it really has been um uh and then going into raw oh my jesus I forgot. and then uh cody and, and the, the seth promo are we gonna get? I, I I've loved by the one way one of Seth Rollins' best promos he's ever cut. I ever think. cut, yeah. And I I'm always a fan of 
seeing where weeks like what we just went through and all the speculation and all the the fantasy booking that everybody does from multiple sources stating and finding out about Triple H's wrestling status to possibly go against The Rock. Whoa. I, someone someone mentioned it on on TikTok and I was like this is okay that that'd be nice but the, the guy's heart is going to explode. And then I saw it on two other credible sources. Again, can't believe anything because again CM Punk. But they did mention it. I'm just throwing that out there. See, this is why I'm so glad I'm just fringe. I'm on the fringe of wrestling Twitter and wrestling I, in the IWC. Because <laughs> well, that term's coming back. <laughs> I don't. What do you mean? It never left. It never left. I got it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I think it should just. I think that term should just go away for good. Why? It, what is the internet wrestling community? I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. What is the non-internet wrestling community? Right. <laughs> in 2024. I, I get it. I get it. What it, it makes no sense nowadays. It's just a 10, 15 years ago. Right. Oh, the IWC was on fire. Now it's just the it's, WC. It's, it's just there. <laughs> it's, yeah. We just see it everywhere. It's, it's, it's just like, life. <laughs> yeah, it's literally, literally is just, it's just life. I get it. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, Yeah. Between, and that, that promo also led, leads to speculation of night one. A tag match between Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, like, taking on Reigns and Rock, and his inclusion of Sami Zayn makes it seem like he is forming some sort of super group, <laughs> some super face group that you know his own. You know, as as uh, shout out to Simon Miller, calling him his uh, Cody Rhodes' Avengers. You know, he's coming up with like the the faces to kind of like face off against Bloodline and you know vanquish them for good. You know, this this is we are certainly on the road to WrestleMania, and this is by far. If this is actually a work, God bless. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. If I find out it's a work, then kudos to you. If I find out it's a shoot. Then kudos to you because you're you're either listening to what the majority of people are saying, or you have just had this plan the entire time and you just worked us to death. So either way, I I commend you because people are going to get what they want to get, just in you know the timing is going to be different. This happens. I have officially gone into my work until it's proven. Shoot era <laughs> okay innocent and proven until proven guilty all right i would like to give that same type of respect to the wwe i think i have grown as an adult enough where i can go okay let's see what you can do but if we get to wrestlemania and we are officially at this point now it didn't happen last time we recorded because Cody had just won whatever. It was still fresh. Okay. But I will say this now because it is officially happening, happening at WrestleMania. Cody needs to win that title at WrestleMania. Now 
There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Forget a record. That's out the window. He Cody has to win that title. Or else the past two years will be viewed as a failure. But who am I? I'm just a schmuck with a microphone. <laughs> Aren't we all? Uh, that 40 kickoff, by the way, set everything that they're doing now is just setting records. Um, it. Uh, oh, you mean they weren't setting records when their only social media uh, service was tout? <laughs> God, that was horrendous. What the hell was that? Uh, that was uh, like 2010s? Might have been 2008, <laughs> 2009, maybe something like that. Tout. All I know is Seamus was definitely part of that. I did not have tout. Just want to point that out. <laughs> I don't think anybody did. That's why it's not here anymore. But I do remember those freaking backstage interviews where it was just the single shot of them and catch me on tout. The fuck? <laughs> I remember that? Uh-huh. Same Twitter. <laughs> Uh, it was a record 100 million social views in the first 12 hours. Over 4,700,000 live viewers across all social platforms. The most viewed non-in-ring event live stream of all time. And... By the way, I was told that they... Uh, the where It was at T-Mobile Arena, correct? Mm-hmm. So I believe the crew was told they had 10 days before the event. It, like they were told about the event 10 days before. Okay. So if you do the math on that, mm-hmm. 10 days from last Thursday, I believe, puts you at about, let's say, I don't know, the Sunday or Monday after the Royal Rumble. So I don't think that the whole Rocky heel turn was meant to happen. I I don't think the Rocky heel turn was meant to happen at all. I don't think so either. (laughs) That's hence why I think that they just had to do this because they realized that once they, once they decide they didn't have Brock. So they decided to bring in rock (laughs) to fill in that, that void. Oh, pause also. (laughs) I forgot what I was saying now. Do you know what they call that, by the way? But everything you just mentioned? Fisting? What? No. Pff, yes, sure. Do you know what they call the fact when they, they change things on the fly? A clusterfuck? A shoot. <laughs> it's oh, a yeah. shoot. <laughs> you just answered your own question. It was a shoot. Uh, it was a shoot. It, nothing was meant to happen. The Rock was not meant to be a heel. That's not a shoot. Dude. It's Rock was not meant to be a heel. That's that's all you need right there. Other than the other points that we just we all made together, are you saying Rock was not meant to be a heel when he walked onto the stage at the kickoff? No, I'm saying Rock was not meant to be a heel when he came out and gave Cody the, the handshake and did the transfer of power. That's when he became a heel because that's when everybody realized what the hell was going on. Between that moment and the moment he came out in that that press conference. When heel rock emerged for the very first time as full heel rock, that was a plan change. That is a shoot. That is not a work. Plans change. When plans change on the fly because of outcry, that is a shoot. Eh, I guess. Okay. 
By the way, uh, if you go online, Lola Vice has some uh, provocative Valentine's Day uh, photos. Um, I'm looking at... Uh, I'm looking, God. I'm looking at her ass right now. Um, and what else? What else? What else? What you else? said that's where exactly? If you... <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. Uh, it's on your screen right now. Oh, I saw it. Never mind. Is that? Oh, you seen this? You seen all this? Yep. Okay. Yep. Oh, good for you. <laughs> I thought there were other things. I was like, oh my god. Well, <laughs> well you've uh, spent nothing else yeah, today. One. Okay, got it. Nothing else happening today other than seeing little Vice photos. Is that what you did? Nope. With your, your entire day. Workout. No, and... I was at, I was uh, with my dad today. Okay. Well, shout out to uh, Papa Black. It was my. It would have been my grandmother's ninetieth birthday today. Happy birthday. Happy happy heavenly birthday, Grandma. Bay Area Zone. <laughs> San Fran Zone. Um, Goddamn right. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Or, and we can get into all the things Revolution next week. We'll talk AEW next week. I I decided to, wanted to record after Dynamite because I it was a very good episode. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> I did enjoy the... Um, uh, Samoa Joe and Samoa Joe Hangman Hangman and uh, Strickland Hangman is full heel now like he's just uh, all kinds of bad guy does his lower third still say mustache uh, it does not but he's fully embracing the mustache uh, heel guy and Samoa Joe just destroyed them all in the promo um, I'll tell you what though I do want a bullet club shirt like a hangman page bullet club shirt that is just the mustache yeah you know what I'm saying? Like yes. everyone has their own little thing. The villain had the two yeah. little umbrellas. And it says come- Switchblade has the two switchblades. And it just says come for a ride. Hangman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Save a horse, ride a mustache. Get it? <laughs> uh <laughs> also I didn't know that um I knew they were hinting towards it, but apparently this this episode uh, I guess solidified it for me. The Bang Bang Scissor Gang is now a thing with with merch. Oh yeah, they were all together in, in a, cutting a promo. So yeah. Oh yeah, that's been going on for a cup, maybe about a month already. Well, as far as teasing it, but it, I thought I didn't know they got together together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came. They were scissoring on live television last week. <laughs> I saw that one. Context is great. Um, uh, I'm not gonna lie. If I'm E40, I send a cease and desist over to fucking Tony Khan. For what? She's using likeness, brother. Oh boy. I don't know. Bang Bang Scissor Gang is sounds real familiar. Is there anything else? Real familiar. Anything else we need to talk about? No. I will always, <laughs> always, always love my 49ers. Win, lose, or draw. As I said Please, to you. Please, for the love of God, bring me a championship. I've never <laughs> witnessed it. All right. I was one. I don't remember. I could really shed a tear right now in full promo status and give a full diatribe on it but you didn't remember please. when uh, steve young won you a, a championship no but steve young was my first jersey mm. all right that's mm-hmm. how long i've been a fan steve young parallel i had i had a jeff garcia jersey wow okay i'm a fan good for you big time big time bex over here nice i got a pat i have a patrick willis jersey and a Ronnie Lott jersey upstairs in my room currently. All right. I said to Joe before we started. I just recording, want one. 
please. I said to Joe before we started recording, I said, because <laughs> he, he initially, immediately, automatically assumed that I was going to go all over him. And I said to him that... He fucking did. <laughs> I said Great. to him that Rob had recorded a intro for this, and I will place it, if you made it this far into the episode, I will place it at the beginning of this episode. He did not hear it because he didn't want to be tortured by it. But if he wants to listen to it, he will. But at the beginning of this episode, Rob went out of his way to lovingly sing a song for Joe that you all heard in the beginning of this episode. I said to him before we started recording, fandom is a great thing, but fandom sometimes sucks. (laughs) And you go with this love of a team, and you go through their highs, and you go through their lows. You do not fake your fandom. You stick you stick it out because when they finally win, it's all the more worth it. But there are moments like this where you make it to that moment where you have the chance to grasp that ring and sometimes you just fall short. And this is one of those moments. And you stick it out with your team. You stick it out with the Niners. Hopefully they make it back next year and you're not having to face Patrick Mahomes or you are having to face him and you don't take the ball in overtime. There, we'll make it to overtime next time. <laughs> there are all these kinds of woulda, coulda, shoulda, but it wasn't your time this year. Next year is a whole other year, and now we have pitchers and catchers, <laughs> and we have a whole new sport <laughs> <laughs> to have to worry about. They just reported today, and my friends, you and America's I, America's real national pastime <laughs> is back, baby. And hopefully, uh, many times this season, you and I will attend some games, and I'm hoping that later at in the, the year, at the very least, one at the very least one. We didn't make it last year together, but or the year before, the year the... before, the year before. <laughs> I took. I you... think it was John Carlos Stanton bobblehead day 2019 was the last one. <laughs> <laughs> this year will happen. <laughs> this this yeah. year will happen. You know, listen. Juan Soto bobblehead day probably. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> if 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 we never see him again, if this is his only year in pinstripes, we will catch him this year. Ladies and gentlemen, I leave you, all Niner fans, and Mr. Joe Black. <sighs> oh, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Applause, applause. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Just oh. my Instagram story or something? I've come <laughs> to talk with you again. <sighs> I know, it's dark. Because vision softly creeping. The sounds of... Arc Funkel's docile tones. And the vision that was planted in my brain. He's orchestrating the song. Still remains. Yeah, yeah. Within the sound of silence. I know it hits. It hits deep. My man. I apologize. I'm sorry you couldn't make it through to the top. Till next year. Till next year, my friend. As a very good lyricist of my day said, um, it's the climb. <laughs> Are you quoting the poet Miley Cyrus? Is that what? Uh... Uh, yes, that was Miley Cyrus. <laughs> that was Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for listening to the Sons of Slam. Hit us up on Twitter, Sons of Slam Show. Tell your friends to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify. Till we meet again, 
sir. My name is Chris Mindell. That is the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. 49er bang bang gang. Till next time. Red and gold till I'm dead and cold, baby. People writing songs that voices never share and no one dare disturb the sound of silence. Who said I? The Sons of Slam podcast. 